If you know anything about me, the person, Max Vanderpool, then this, this picture right here is your pastor. So, wow, and I'm sorry, and all of that rolled into there, right? So when it comes to me, when it comes to Max, there's the part that's above water, and then there is a whole big thing that's beneath the surface. And there are a few people that get to see all of the big things that are beneath the surface. Um, the, and it's the emotions, uh, dreams, wranglings, issues, relationships, uh, questions that I have, and, and there's so much that's kind of beneath the waterline. Um, so because this is my personality and because I'm an introvert and because uh, I'm a uh, crockpot when it terms to thinking about things and issues and questions, I will take a day a week when the weather is warm and I'll load up my boat and I'll drive to a state park and then I'll paddle to a spot and put out my books and I'll spend an entire day. And it sounds extreme, but because this is my personality type, right? I need that mechanism in my life for me to hear God. And as I was preparing for this sermon series, one of the things that I realized about myself was I call those days my planning days, and I'll, I'll do some sermon mapping, I'll read, but the biggest thing about those days is really they're days of, they're days of prayer. They're days when I'm allowing God and giving God permission to kind of open the doors to the things that are beneath the waterline and I'm giving Jesus permission to talk to me and I'm trying to listen to what God says to me. Now, some of you in this room are just like me and when I put this picture up, you were like, oh, that's me too, that's me too. And then for others of you, this is so not you. <laughs> this is the farthest thing from you in the world, okay? And so today, I, I wanna share some tools that you could put in your spiritual toolbox that might help you pray and that might help you be able to hear God's voice. Prayer at a basic level is communication, right? And so Mother Teresa puts it this way. She says, uh, she said, my secret is a very simple one, I pray. Prayer is simply talking to God. He speaks to us, we listen. We speak to him, he listens. A two-way process, speaking and listening. So over the past uh, couple of weeks as we've been wading into this idea of prayer, I've focused on our talking part, right? I, we talk to God, God listens, we talk to him. And, and the very first week I said, we want to be authentic, we don't wanna pose, we don't wanna pretend, we don't wanna use a specialized language that's not native to who we are, we just wanna be ourselves. We wanna present ourselves authentically to God and we need to keep it simple. We don't need to ramble on or, or have magic phrases or anything like that, okay? And that's what we talked about the first week. The second week was we have to realize who we're talking to because if we think God is a bit of a boogeyman, if we're upset with him for some things that have happened in our life, then it's gonna flavor how we talk to him. The same way that if we blame our parents for something or an ex or whatnot, right? When you talk to that person, it's awkward, it's, you're doing this dance. Um, and so uh, those are the first two weeks, okay? So those are the things that I wanted us to be aware of as we talk to God. But, but what about when God talks to you? How does that work, 
right? Wouldn't it be so much easier if God used an audible voice? Hello, it's God Almighty. <laughs> hey, it's Max, I just wanted to check in today. Well, it's great to hear from you, Max. How are you doing down there? Oh, I'm doing great, okay, so I love, I went to a conference once with John Maxwell and before he was getting ready to speak, John Maxwell has this giant baritone voice, deep, booming baritone voice, and he says, I'm, I'm betting, I'm willing to bet that when we get to the resurrected life and God speaks, God's gonna be a tenor. God's, hi, welcome to heaven, ha <laughs> We're gonna be like, you sound like Mickey Mouse, really? That's the voice of God? Okay, so it would be so much easier if God used an audible voice, but the thing is, that's the exception, not the norm. When God speaks, he tends to speak in your head. And because God is speaking in your head, in your brain, the voice of God sounds a lot like your voice. I don't know if you've realized this. There's a reason that every time a movie is made of the Exodus story, the actor who plays Moses is always the same actor who plays the voice of God from the burning bush. There's a reason for that, okay? So one of the things for us is this lifelong uh, apprenticeship of learning to discern God's voice when God speaks to us. And we're trying to discern it and we're trying to learn and we're trying to listen. Um, now, if God used an audible voice to actually talk to people, um, I know one of the things that you might think, which is what I think is, well, if God just used an audible voice to talk to us all the time, slam dunk, there'd be no confusion. It would be so much easier to follow God. Well, God did all of the signs and wonders for the Israelites, big, clear, unmistakable, whoa, totally hand of God, and they followed him, right? Earnestly, diligently, <laughs> no, they, they drifted away, they made a calf, they, they decided that they wanted to go back to Egypt. Like the Israelites, even though they had these big signs and wonders, struggled with long-term faithfulness. Now, this idea that God doesn't use an audible voice to talk to us is something we also see in the life of Jesus. I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but there are three instances in the scriptures of God speaking in an audible voice to Jesus. One is from Matthew three. And a voice from heaven said, this is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. The second time was what we call the Mount of Transfiguration from, from Matthew 17. Even as Jesus spoke, a bright cloud overshadowed them and a voice from the cloud said, this is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. Listen to him. The last time that we see an audible voice speaking to Jesus in the New Testament is John 12. Father, bring glory to your name. Then a voice spoke from heaven saying, I've already brought glory to my name and I will do so again, right? Every other instance of Jesus praying, when God speaks to Jesus, it's in Jesus' head. 
It's in his brain, the same way that God speaks to us. We have so many instances of Jesus praying and the disciples coming upon Jesus. He's, he prays in the garden. He would often go off to solitary places in the Galilean hills. That was one of his favorite spots to go and be alone and pray. But Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness for prayer, Luke tells us. One day afterward, Jesus went up on a mountain to pray and he prayed to God all night. This is when he was picking his disciples, the 12 people that would apprentice under him, including Judas. No audible voice from God we have in scripture. And, and God speaks to Jesus in selecting these 12 individuals. Once when Jesus was in a certain place praying, as he finished, one of his disciples came to him and said, Lord, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. No audible voice, but there's something about the way Jesus is praying alone and by himself that's different than what these Jewish young men had experienced in the synagogue and being raised as a part of the household of faith. And so they want to know, um, teach us to pray. So I'm gonna try to do that today by giving you a couple of tools, all right? And the first is using this tool from a lady named uh, Sybil Macbeth. Um, Sybil developed uh, an idea, she calls it praying in color. Um, and for her, it's simply an imaginative, creative way of praying. So in other words, when you're talking to God, get out a notebook or a piece of paper and just start drawing and doodling as you're sifting through the many thoughts that you have. And if your brain jumps around, jump around, it's okay, just doodle. And she says, one of the, the, one of the neat things that will happen is that if you'll commit to that process, what you'll find is that as you go back over what you've drawn and doodled, you'll actually see some themes and you'll, you'll have a greater awareness of how God is speaking to you and what God's doing in your life. The other is someone who's a little bit older than Sybil. That's Ignatius of Loyola uh, on the right and he developed a series of guided questions to kind of help you understand what you're feeling emotionally. One of the big things that Ignatius gave the church was a set of, uh, he called it the daily examine. He may have called it that, his followers may have, but uh, Ignatius founded the Jesuit movement within Catholicism on the heels of the Protestant Reformation, but he understood that where we are emotionally is a big deal and that we need to take that into consideration, okay? So prayer doodling is simply a way to connect the spiritual and the physical. What are some shapes you can draw? Let's cover the basics. You can draw a square, a heart, a rectangle, a star. You can do this, okay? And the thing about prayer doodling, if you're a perfectionist like me, you gotta let go of that. You are not creating something that is gonna go into the Museum of Modern Art. This is so that you can have a greater sense of what God is saying to you as you pray. And it's, it's a tool designed for people who tend to be a little bit more verbal, a little bit more creative, a little bit more uh, over the map in terms of how they're thinking. So these are shapes that you can draw. And here's a, a simple process. Uh, Sybil says, one day I was praying for my friend Sue and I just start 
I put her name in the middle of a squiggles and I start making it more ornate. And then I remember that Mary and Sue aren't talking to each other. And I so want them to be reconnected. And so she draws another shape. And so as she's finished, she adds color. But these are the people in her life that she's concerned about, that she's praying for. And when she's done, she has a map, so to speak, of where her heart was and how she was laying out her heart to God. It's all this is, is a tool, right? Um, you can make them very ornate. Here's somebody, right? This is almost something you'd put on the wall. Uh, this also, again, you might put this on the wall. So for some of you that are more artistically engaged, you start a prayer doodle or a prayer map, you can go back and fill it in. Um, this is something I did. See, you don't have to be really artistically gifted to do this, okay? And so this was a prayer I prayed when I went to a prayer time at Jay's place um, as we were praying for things, okay? And those were some people that were on my mind and heart as I prayed uh, that day, okay? And this is a few years old now. So again, the, the point is you can go back and you can look at things, all right? Um, so I'm just gonna... I'm just gonna talk to God for a moment, and I'm gonna draw, and I'm gonna show you what I draw. God, one of the things I want for John Mark right now is I want an open door. I want him to be able to get this internship that he is wanting in life, and I just, I pray that that door would open. Another thing, God, is I'm, I really want the Jessamine County Food Pantry uh, to be able to be open more and to have more volunteers and more workers. I want the taste of Jessamine County to bring in a lot of money for them. And God, another thing I want for generations is I want people to know each other better. I want them to be willing to talk to each other, to willing to be honest and open, and willing to get to know each other. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. So I, I've, made a little, I've made a little map for me. And I can go back later and I can look at what I've drawn, and it reminds me of what was on my heart. Again, it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be uh, a work of art. It's just a tool. So what I want for you is I want you to have some tools in your toolbox, because I want you to be able to begin to hear God speaking to you. It's really, really important. Jesus still speaks. God still speaks. And I want you to be able to hear his voice and recognize his voice because it's, it's a good thing. It's a comforting thing. Um, it helps you. Uh, when life is crazy and out of whack, you go back to the last clear thing that God said and told you to do. Um, it, it can become an anchor point in your life.